Well, September is over. Hopefully now it's time for some of you to wake up. (laughs) That's right. Come out of your sleep. Fourth quarter of 2021 is here. October tends to be a busy time for me. We, We do a major conference at our church we call Passing the Mantle. And in spite of COVID and all this other stuff, we're going to make a go for it. Uh, check out our local church here in Kansas City, the Life Church of Kansas City, TLCKCMO.com, for information about passing the Mantle Conference. Also follow us on social media, Facebook and Instagram, the Life Church KC. Find out about this conference. It's going to be great. We have uh, Brother Caleb Herring coming, also Josh Herring. Dr. Art Wilson, several other great speakers. Check it out. It's a great conference. A lot of people from the Midwest come, but yeah, they come up from Texas all the way out, sometimes from California, from New York, and uh, as far as I know, nobody's come from Canada yet. Maybe the Canadians need to come down and get that mantle of the Spirit to fall on them. So yeah, we're preparing for that, and also, as many of you know, Sister G and I, uh, we are expecting our third baby, beautiful third baby. It's a baby boy. We will reveal the name when he is born, uh, that, and, and he'll be here early November. So that's, that's all you know going on. And let me tell you, I, I don't know what it is. I, <laughs> you know, I, every guy out there is, is stressed out to be a dad, especially that first child. You, know, you just don't know what's going to happen. It's like, can I be a dad? Do I have it in me? You know, you've never been a dad before, so you're nervous about it. Do you have it in you to be a dad? I was nervous about that, but I'm even more nervous during the pregnancy time. Those nine months, I am on edge, and I've been on edge uh, this this year during this uh, pregnancy with, a, with our third child. Like, like any time the phone rings or I get a text message, I look down, you know, with just with just deep anxiety and deep subconscious stress. And uh, so far, no no problems. It's been absolutely great. We're getting the baby's room together, all of that stuff. But it it really is a, a busy time for me. And I'm telling you this because uh, let's just let's just, it's just you and I here on this podcast. I, let me just be honest with you. I have absolutely nothing written in front of me. I don't. But I've got a mind full of stuff to talk about. But I don't like to just get up unscripted and talk. I usually write some things down. I know how I like to start. I know how I like to finish. I know a few major points in the middle. But, you know, it's, I don't really go totally unscripted. I always got something written down, but I have nothing. I have nothing because I haven't had any time to write anything down. And you're going to have moments like this in your life and ministry where you won't be prepared. You won't feel prepared. But rather, you've been so busy, and hopefully you've just kind of kept your eyes open and your prayer life going and the Bible reading going and keeping in touch with people you're closest to. And just in doing those things, perhaps you will have something to say. And I, and I, and I feel like I do for this episode. And I just, I just really feel to tell somebody that don't let your spirituality dwindle. Don't let your love and your connection to God dwindle. 
because it can happen. It can happen to anybody. It can happen to anybody that does not put forth the effort into it. This morning, I I had to take my car in to get the tires looked at. Uh, t- I hate tires, by the way. I don't know why they haven't come up come up with some, something else to put on the bottom of your car to get you from point A to point B. Tires scare me. They uh, they they blow up. They tear up. They deflate. It's just they're just a weird deal. But you know, the, uh, cars are a necessary evil. Uh, period. I know there's some of you that you are just horse riding ad- advocates. You want to go back to horse and buggy, and then and then some of you, you know, you'd if you had it your way, you'd walk everywhere you go. But here in America, no cities are really made for walking. Uh, most of our cities, everything's all spread out for for big old cars, right? But uh, about a week and a half ago, my low tire pressure light came on. And I got out the little electronic gauge that I have in my car. And I checked all the pressure of the tires and everything was fine. I double checked it. I even put uh, just a little shot of air in each tire. I got back in my car. The light is still on. So what do you do next? Well, I get my, out my phone, open it up and search for how to get your <laughs> tire pressure light turned off. And there's this button that's uh, usually down underneath your steering wheel, and it has that tire pressure uh, button, and it's meant to reset uh, your tire pressure sensors. So I go through what this uh, person on YouTube told me to do, and the light is still on. I then look at another opinion, and I do the process. Light is still on. I go through about four or five different scenarios on how to turn the pressure off. You know, some of them say, uh, turn your car, your ignition only to on, you know, don't turn it all the way over, turn it to on and then hold that button for three seconds, let it go, wait, and then turn it off, then turn your car on. Well, some of them say, turn your car all the way on and, and hold the button for about 10 seconds and then let it go, wait for it to beep some more times and then press it again and then turn your car off, turn it on, do this, that. I mean, it was just all kinds of, um, uh, steps and processes to getting a little light off your dash. Lights on the dash just, um, they annoy me. I, I've got a problem in my life. I just sometimes think that if, if I don't mind it, then it doesn't matter. <laughs> and sometimes those lights on your dash, they, you drive and, and they kind of go off. They do that sometimes. Well, this one I knew wasn't going off. So I tried everything to get this thing off. I, I knew I had good pressure in my tires. I knew all, everything's fine. So I, I decided to take it into, uh, to the, uh, body shop. And sure enough, nothing wrong with the tire, but there was something wrong with a sensor. <laughs> How about that? My tires are so sensitive. And it was on the, the rear left tire. You know, I guess that's an important one, right? <laughs> and so they, they said it'll be about 60 bucks to replace this tire pressure sensor. I, I thought you might, I might as well do it. Uh, my, my, car, my cars, uh, so far in my life, I drive my cars into the ground. Uh, I'm, I'm knocking on the door of 40 years old and I, I'm on my third car. I had a small pickup truck that I, that I should have driven a lot longer than, than I, than I did, but I I just wanted more room in the car and I was tired of everybody calling me up saying, Hey, can you come and help me move? You got a truck, right? Come help me move. And you truck people, you know what I'm talking about. So I, 
I, I quit that and went out and just got, you know, a regular f- four door car. So I drove a, a Nissan Maxima for years, drove it to over 300,000 miles. God bless that car. I miss it. And snow. So now I drive, <laughs> I drive, uh, I'm not ashamed to admit it. I own it. I drive a Toyota Corolla. It was the car I bought my wife right after we got married. I bought it brand new. And I, it's been a great car for us. Hey, that car has paid off, but it's, it's, uh, I think I got 225,000 miles on it. So stuff is starting to go wrong. And she drives a nice big SUV with our kids, a beautiful car, but I got the Corolla. I've, I could go out and get another car, but I don't know. I just like to drive my cars into the ground, but so I'm trying to take care of it as best as I can. But I got to thinking after I left the, the body shop and that light went off and I'm like, I'm so glad that light was off. But I was got to thinking about it. I thought, you know what? My car has sensors. It can sense when something is off. And it can sense when something is wrong. And something that is a part of our um, culture nowadays that some people are vehemently mock it and, and just, just point the finger at it that it's such a problem that we're so sensitive and we're so easily offended. Well, as we know, offense can be a major problem in your walk with God because nothing's perfect. And if some little thing you see in church upsets you and you leave the church, it's losing your soul and spending eternity in hell over uh, the worship leader not singing your favorite song or the pastor not preaching it to you how you want it preached or something like that. There's nothing worth going to hell over, right? But I am just looking at it from a different perspective in this episode today, and that is sensitivity. Sensitivity is a very good thing. It's something you want to have. Some of us do, some of us don't. I I like to think of it as uh, prophetic insight and prophetic impulses to know when uh, something good is coming, to know when something bad is coming, to have just understanding of the times and seasons that you live in. It can be very beneficial for you, your family, and for your church. And from time to time, God opens my eyes he opens my ears and my mind and my spirit when things like this happen and I just really feel that the gift of sensitivity is a value today and we need it to be sensitive to spirituality I'm not talking about so much being sensitive to, oh, there's a war coming or there's a famine coming. Yeah, we need that prophetic insight, but rather being more sensitive to yourself, knowing when something is off within yourself, knowing when you are out of alignment with God, knowing when um, you've got unhealthy pressure on you. (laughs) You notice I'm using car terms, alignment and and pressure and and this or that. How about oil? How about the anointing? How's your anointing going? You got your oil checked. How about your fire? How about your fuel? All of those things, all of those things. And you need to know your own warning signs. I'll tell you one thing that I have is my dreams. I pay attention to my dreams or whether I am not dreaming. That's also an indicator. I have dreams from God, but then I also have dreams that are simply a manifestation of my subconscious. And it seems like for the past several months, I keep having dreams of forgetting things. 
and dreams of not being prepared and missing deadlines with with <laughs> everything. Like I'll get up in the pulpit, look down at my Bible, and I have no sermon notes. Or I'll walk up there with no Bible. I walk up there with no bottle of water. Or I, I walk up there in uh, like jeans, uh, a t-shirt, and boots. Like I'm ready to go fishing, and it's like church, and everybody's looking at me like, uh, Pastor Justin, where's your tie? <laughs> Like I'm forgetful and I'm, 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 I'm in stressful situations. And I realize this, I, I battle subconscious stress, especially during times of pregnancy with my wife and I, I had it during with my first two kids and I, I have it now with my third one. I don't stress really in my brain. It's in my soul, in my spirit. And I have all these worries of what could go wrong. You know, it's just a part of being a dad. It's part of being human. You wonder what could possibly go wrong, and you do that so that you're prepared to react, you know, in case something happens. It's a preparation mechanism. Because I used to think, God, is this a lack of faith? And the Lord said, no, you're preparing yourself. You're trying to be sensitive to what could go wrong and how to fix a problem, and it's just something that men have. So I have that. I have subconscious stress going on. I... I had it during the the initial uh, lockdown in the wake of COVID-19. The Lord kind of helped me through that. And a lot of other things in life. Our, our church is in a building campaign right now. We're building a ministry wing for our, for the kids' ministry. Our kid, kids' ministry has just kind of exploded. And we've had kid, the kids' ministry uh, uh, spread out all throughout the church in various rooms and various places. And we built this two-story extension off of our building for the kids and that's going on and we're remodeling our event center we're going to install new stadium seating and all these other things and I'm, I'm the campaign director so I've got that going on doing a lot more preaching uh did quite a bit of guest speaking this year we have uh, some other opportunities doors that have opened later this year and so there is a lot going on and I know myself uh, when I'm kind of overloaded, more so information overloaded. And I'm a guy who writes things down. I love information. I love taking notes. And I was looking through all the notes in my phone. <laughs> and I looked down and a lot of the notes, they're not even like making any sense. <laughs> I'm like writing so fast. And sometimes things autocorrect correctly. Sometimes they don't. And I, I forgot some things in my briefcase this morning. A few things here and there disheveled. Oh, yeah, I overseeded my lawn. I'm trying to keep up with the watering. There is just a lot going on. And I realized I need to take a break. I need to slow down a little bit. And that's probably why I have nothing prepared for this podcast. And probably some of you have... I've already shut it off by now because you're like, oh, yeah, I don't have nothing prepared. I don't want to I don't want to hear it. Well, no, I've got something inside of me. And what I'm trying to tell you is you need to know yourself. You need to need to dig deep within you. This is this isn't just uh, something the Greeks did. Know yourself. I, I forget who said that Aristotle or or uh, Socrates or whoever Plato. But Paul said, examine yourself. And I have examined myself, my sensors uh, like like the example I'm telling you about my tires, my sensors have gone off deep inside of me and they have let me know you need to slow down a little bit. 
you need to just slow down a little bit and just take care of the main things and make the main things the main things and all, let all the other details kind of work itself out and do what is most important in your life and that is really my duty to my family right now my wife and my kids but I tell you I and I've tried this you know I like to golf this year no golf I haven't gone fishing this year I've, I've been trying to take care of all these other priorities and my and my friend Nathan <laughs> Santo Mary texted me he said bro we need a guy's night before you <laughs> before the baby gums and I got to thinking oh my god we haven't had a guy's night all year <laughs> so I think we're gonna go we're not going golf and we're gonna go play top golf which is code for eat a ton of appetizers <laughs> and and uh, swing those little clubs they got. But God is saying to me, slow down. Slow down a little bit and really, really focus on your priorities and don't overdo it. I haven't been having enough fun lately. I need to have more fun. But I tell you another thing that the Lord has really been dealing with me about is spiritual warfare. This is another sensor I have that has just kind of gone off. Number one, well, uh, number one, I need to, for myself, take a step back, slow down. I tell you whose podcast I've been listening to is Ryan Franklin. I got to call him. I got to meet that guy. Uh, he's uh, on staff at Pentecostals of Alexandria, and that's something that's he's just been hammering every week. <laughs> take care of yourself. Take breaks. I'm like, what does that got to do with leadership? What does that got to do with getting anything done? Well, <laughs> You know, if you're rested and take care of yourself and managing stress, you can be very productive. And maybe that's what's going on with me. I don't know. But anyway, but spiritual warfare, I know this. When I get busy, the devil uh, lurks in the shadows and tries to do everything he can to distract and destroy and get me to doubt everything that God is doing. And I, I've just had these little distractions of things popping up. It's usually people uh, pulling, on, pulling on me for various things that have nothing to do with what God has called me to do. It's very strange. I've picked up on that. You know, you think, you think that the attack of the devil's like being asleep in your room and you look up and you see two green eyes floating above uh floating up into your ceiling right above you and it and it dives down on you and starts choking you out you know and, <laughs> and that uh not to laugh at that but that that's sometimes what we think spiritual warfare is oh no the devil moves through people he moves directly you know through the spirit in the night or whatever he moves uh through throughout the daytime just uh, talking to you asserting ideas into you but he also moves through people and I've had lately a lot of weird people say just weird things to me and just things that are just kind of creepy to me. I'll tell you something that was strange that happened. I, I've, I'll, just, I'll just kind of let you all know what I'm thinking. I've been considering doing a video version of this podcast. I've, I've done just a little bit of it here and there. I, just to tell you the truth, guys, I hate the camera. I love the microphone. I do. I can't stand the camera. And I've thought, do I really want to add more workflow to my life? Well, the answer is no, I can't. Not right now. Maybe in 2022, we'll get the camera thing going. But I've thought about it. I've researched it. And it's an idea. It's possible uh, that we're going to get into that. But I put out a reel on Instagram, my first one. Never done that. 
Uh, for, for a long time, I was on Instagram. I never even clicked that reel button. I didn't even know, didn't even know what they were. Uh, that just shows you how much I'm into social media. But I'm almost like scared to because you never know what's going to come up. A lot of stuff that I don't want to be seeing comes up. So I made a reel and I just simply said, um, opportunities to work in the kingdom of God don't come to the opportunists, opportunists, but they come for those who are obedient and wait for the open door. I've talked about that idea extensively on this podcast. You know, Jesus told the parable, when you're invited to the feast, don't go sit in the high seat, lest they come up and have to embarrass you and say, uh, this is for somebody of more honor than you, and they move you to the back. Jesus said, sit in the lowest seat. And, and that's how ministry works. It's <laughs> it's something people come in, usually church hoppers, by the way, they come in and they want to be directing the choir, like by the second Sunday, or or leading worship, or preaching, you know, or something. And it's like, whoa, wait a minute, you you don't get to decide that. It doesn't matter if you're called or whatever or who you think you are. Opportunities will come through pastoral leadership of the church. That's how God works. And I, so I, I posted that reel out there with that idea. You know what I'm talking about? And somebody uh, commented or sent me a message. I can't remember. And they said, LOL. I I should go look it up, but I don't have my phone with me. Where is my phone? I probably lost, I probably left my phone uh, at the, at the tire store. That's <laughs> probably where it is. I don't even know where my phone is right now. Anyway, um, now I'm worried about my phone, but I got to finish this episode. I told you this is unscripted. Okay, <laughs> I need some more coffee. So anyway, I looked down at my phone, and somebody, some schmuck somewhere, sent me and said, "LOL." That's why you tell people that your shadow heals people. And something I've done, uh, I started a few years ago. I don't comment or interact much with people's comments on social media. It's just a way for me to budget and save time. Because you can really get, you know, when you start a Facebook war or, a, you know, Instagram trolling or whatever and try to comment or whatever, talk and dialogue with people. It's not rude to ignore people through through that. It can, it can be, you know, kind of on a, in a face-to-face environment. But on social media and stuff, you just, you don't have time to talk to everybody on there. My goodness. You know, you don't always have time to take everybody's phone call or answers to everybody's text message right away. But I looked at that and immediately I just felt a sensor go off in me. And the word of the Lord came to me, demon possession. Don't know who this guy is, and he doesn't know who through who I am. But I'm telling you, I've had this happen and other experiences happen. When demon-possessed people will mock me for things that I say and things that I've done. You remember last year, we talked about it during COVID-19. You know, we had to social distance. Some of you are still social distancing in your church. You haven't, you're not, there is no laying hands on the sick and they will recover. Well, something that I discovered that we can do as a people to see the, the miraculous happen in church is that we can put our shadow on somebody. And Peter did this. Evidently, the, the masses and the crowds were so big and so great uh, that they were moving in a place when the sun would come up or, where, or the sun was setting and his shadow was being cast on the ground and just getting into the, the shadow of the apostle. Uh, they were healed. And I did this last year on Pentecost Sunday. I prayed for four people who came forward to receive the Holy Ghost. 
I put the shadow of my hand on their forehead, and boom, all of them started speaking in tongues. Uh, I've seen people healed this way. And I, I started doing the, the laying the hands on again, like back in the spring and summer of this year, apparently when COVID was like poof, gone, you know. But now the second wave that's come, I'm social distancing again for my, for my sake, uh, my family's sake, and for everybody else's sake. So nobody can say that Justin Gleason uh, didn't care about this pandemic, this Delta variant or whatever. And now uh, I got sick because of him. Anyway, so I've I've done the shadow thing. I believe in it. And some guy mocked me for it. It, it, It's spiritual warfare. The devil is doing everything he can to discourage me, to distract me, uh, to make me feel less than a conqueror. To make me not feel like I am enough. To make me feel like I can't do it. I can't accomplish it. And if you're not careful, the devil will just rack your brain and you won't even know it. He like works in the dark. But when you develop sensitivities, you know, this culture, everything is sensitive. Everybody gets hurt. Everything gets offended. I say the church needs to become sensitive and have like a spiritual barometer out there to know exactly what is going on and to know what the spirit sees and what the spirit thinks and what the spirit feels. That's what I prayed this morning. God. I want to be sensitive, not for my feelings, but I want to be sensitive for you. I remember I preached at um, oh, Brother Art Wilson's conference, a prophetic word conference. This was about three or four years ago. A conference is usually on or around Memorial Day weekend. And I was preaching up there about... I can't remember what I titled it, but the idea was David rejected the armor of Saul, but he accepted the armor of Jonathan. And it's just the idea of you've got to be careful who you let um, enable you, who you let empower you, who you let speak into your life, and who you let um, arm you and empower you and things like that. You know, I can't really remember all the entire message, but... Essentially, Saul wanted to give, I think Saul wanted to give David his armor so Saul could have taken credit, credit for the battle over Goliath. You know, saying, ah, he couldn't have done it without my armor. It's probably why David said, no, I, I won't use it. it, it it's like Abraham uh, rejecting all of the, the offers of the kings of, of Sodom and Gomorrah. But he accepted Jonathan's offer because he knew Jonathan's spirit. So, you, you know, you get the idea. But anyway, so I preached this, and I mean, we had a move of God. I get back home and on Memorial Day, my phone gets blown up with a number I don't recognize. And it's uh, profane language, and it's like words misspelled all over the place. It was so weird. It was like jibber-jabber. But it was mocking everything I spoke about, hey, we choose our own destiny. God doesn't help. Nobody helps us. We do this. We do that. I mean, it was just crazy. And I, I had somebody help me out and do a little work and some research, and they found out who this, who this individual was. And it's a, a guy who I've never met, doesn't know me, doesn't know our church. He said he was cooking on Memorial Day, and he doesn't even recall sending those text messages through his phone. <laughs> you know what that was? Uh, demon possession. That man is possessed with a demonic spirit. That demon took over. 
and got that phone out and started texting me all these crazy things. So it's happening through media. Yeah. Things like this are happening. And I here probably a few months from now, I'll tell you some of the things that I've experienced. And it's all an attempt to mock God, to distract me from his will, his way, to get me off course, and ultimately not putting the kingdom of heaven first. The devil has a lot of tactics, has a lot of devices, and the more sensitive you are to God, the more aware you will be, aware you will be of the attack of the enemy upon your life. So in this season, this time before the holidays hit, I want to make a call for all of us to spend some time in prayer and pray specifically, God, in this season where everybody is sensitive and everybody's easily offended, Lord, I want to be sensitive for you. And Lord, if it offends you, I want to feel the offense. If it's offensive to your name, if it's offensive to your spirit, if it is offensive to your word, if it's offensive to the church, Lord, I want to feel that same offense. I want to feel that same offense. And we want to have our If something grieves the heart of God, it needs to grieve our hearts. If something is challenging the word, the will, and the way of God, we need to arise and challenge it back. That's right. Becoming spiritually sensitive. <laughs> is what we need need in this day and this time and this season that we are in to know yourself to know when you're struggling to know when you're needing a break to know when you need to work a little bit harder know yourself and knowing what God wants to do through you knowing what is happening all around you is a good way to continue to progress and to bear fruit for the kingdom of heaven I'm Justin C. Gleason. Thank you very much.